How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Mark Carrig, also from The Athletic. You are here for episode three of Beyond the Scrum, a podcast about baseball, a topic that many people are thinking about right now. Mark, how's it going, man? I'm old enough to remember when there were scrums, Andy. <laughs> remember when we did a whole episode about how it was important to have media access? Oh, those were the days. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, in two weeks we're gonna we're gonna do an episode about how it's important to have potable water. Um, if you're listening on a platform where you can rate, review, and subscribe, we'd appreciate it if you go to theathletic.com/slash beyond the scrum to get a forty percent off annual subscription to the Athletic. Um, we're doing our best here to keep covering the sports world as the entire world experiences, um, you know, uh, something at least that's unprecedented in our lifetimes with basically the postponement or cancellation of almost every major sport. Uh, is anything running right now? Are horse races still going? I think they're starting to dial it down too. They they yeah. were over the weekend, and um, I stopped trying to look when I realized uh, I couldn't get an app to bet on the races because I live in New Jersey. Uh, so, <laughs> therefore, the incentive to find out kind of dissipated. But they don't usually. Is, it, run is that like self care anyway. that you're not Actually, able to gamble they, on it? They're about to shut down. Um, yeah, well, the Kentucky Derby uh, got right. pushed back to September. So right. that's, that's kind of crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, you know, this is probably going to be a different episode than most episodes we have, because I think a lot of us are still, um, frankly, just kind of dealing with the, the shock of what the past, uh, you know, week or so has looked like. And, and maybe the, um, you know, frankly, the, the worry about what the next few weeks are going to look like. And so I'm just kind of curious, Mark, like how you're, how you're hanging in there and, and uh, what you feel like maybe we as you know sports writers can can provide during a time like this? Well, I think we can provide distraction when people want it. Uh, I think it's a matter of just being around and being ready to provide a story and and, and write something or do something on Twitter or whatever to sort of give people a second to not think about this stuff when they choose to. And I don't think that's very much to offer, frankly. Um, but it's kind of all we've got to offer. And it's kind of heartening to see that, you know, that's not nothing either. You know what I mean? I, I think we are all aware of perspective here. Uh, and what we do in the grand scheme of things isn't very important, especially yeah. now. Um, but you know, I, it's funny. I, I think about something that my wife and I talked about. And so here's a shocker. Like I, I've severely outkicked my coverage. My wife is a scientist. Um, very, very smart. Um, very smart. And we started dating kind of around actually not long after Andy and I met. So this is a long time ago. And at the end of our day, it was very common to just call each other and just be like, hey, what did you do today? What did you do today? Well, my what did you do today oftentimes is, well, I talked to some dude about his sore groin. What about you? Now, <laughs> this is, just blows my mind. My wife at the time was working on a project where she was trying to figure out how to better deliver drugs into your bloodstream, like prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. would have ramifications for big time diseases. So as mm -hmm. I was asking Derek Jeter about his range, 
my future wife was literally trying to cure cancer. Something so wrong we, with my range, buddy? <laughs> oh, really? So, like, every... No one ever had a problem with my range before, buddy. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at me now. Um, you know, it, it... That was perspective every day. Literally. Right? Like, she was doing something super, super important. And so, after a while, like, of me going, oh, it was just another sore groin day. She's like, wait a minute. You know... People look to baseball as a distraction, and given what you do, you're playing a part in that too. So that's not nothing. And I remember her like saying that, and I was taken aback, and I've thought about it a lot over this last week. There's a lot of people doing a lot more important things, um, and what we're doing is not important, uh, but it is not nothing either. So I think uh, you ask what sports writers can do and whatever, I, I think it's Talk about sports even now, because when people need a distraction, I think we should be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is one of those things that um, I think your wife's right. Um, you know, I there's no accounting for her taste in men, but she's a very wise and <laughs> uh, intelligent person. Um, and I think it is, you know, it does feel like a lot of what we do feels kind of you know, even in normal days, you know, feels can feel sort of frivolous or things like that. But I think you see when sort of the um, the fabric of our regular lives kind of disappears, how much it does mean to people and how people really are, you know, lost without um, sports or without, you know, the ability to interact and all that sort of stuff. And so, um yeah i mean i think you're right we're, we're here to maybe provide a distraction hopefully to provide some entertainment um you know to just keep people uh you know to, to to entertain and to inform and to you know hopefully make people laugh or make people think and whatever it is we can do i mean we're all like you know it's so lame but like we really all sort of are in this together and that it's going to be just a very very strange time and a very very challenging time in you know lots of different ways in terms of just economics and mental health and uh not to mention just the actual physical health you know crisis which hasn't um even really hit yet so yeah you know it's uh it's weird and it's it's weird to be here on March 17th having absolutely no idea when I'll walk into a baseball stadium again you know we're we're uh, almost I think we're eight days away or nine days away from what should have been opening day and it's just weird to think that we won't be watching baseball then you know it's really really strange I think what gets me is more man we have no idea when it's coming back uh, this season if it's coming back this season, right? Like we're there every off season, you get used to not having baseball, you know, it's coming, you brace for it. And, and that's part of the routine, but, and, and, you know, we've had seasons get delayed before, but man, when it's like a, a public health crisis and, and you yeah. literally have no clue when this is coming back, uh, boy, that is sobering. And man, I, I hate, I hate that thought. And it's, it sucks. You know, I think it's an interesting thing has happened just noticing things on Twitter um, over the last couple of days. I think there's sort of this communal mourning for it going on yeah. right now. And, yeah. 
Um, you know, like it's been like I, I put out a story this morning. And it was just some goofy thing about lineups, right? Creating an all-time lineup and yeah. a nice job by yeah. you. Your cheap pop, by the way. Yeah. Hello, hey, Kansas man, City. You got, first of all, you got to play the hits, and I was the first guy to do that uh, because it's it's just an easy, <laughs> you know, dude. You Layup. gotta, yeah. You like you have to. You, I mean, at this point, like, if we're really going to criticize each other for getting cheap pops on Twitter, like, I'm, I'm, you know, marooned with a cat in an apartment, all right? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I need all the, the, the positive reinforcement I can get, brother. Oh, God. Well, you got, like, 2,000 likes for that bad boy. Um, oh, yeah. So, they love speaking of what, dude, I, a huge morning for me. I got a like from your mom on Twitter this morning for that story. Hey. How about that? That's great. That's great. Um, That's great. But, I need to tell her to shut down her account. <laughs> block. This will it be the block. last time we discuss my mother on this podcast. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Uh, good cameo by her. Uh, but yeah, like uh, <laughs> between so between this, my mom goofy... on Twitter and my 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 Ganny commenting on every single story I post on the Athletic, it's pretty. Uh, I, I'm I'm outflanked here. Wait a minute, Ganny's been in your comments. She comments on every single story I post. Oh, and man. she never makes clear that she's my grandmother. So <laughs> Elizabeth M. Elizabeth M. Just, just writes stuff like, wow, I love Andy's writing. Or like, oh. or, or like uh, you know, I wish Andy wrote every day. And I'm like, I had that job, and I specifically got one that wasn't, was better so i don't have to write every day so my head isn't exploding you know like her comments are so funny because like uh yeah 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 so uh yeah if you see if elizabeth m is writing nice stuff on there it's my grandmother uh god bless her i really hope she stays inside yes Um, danny stay inside and i hope you're listening to this this is wonderful she's not there's there's no way she's able to, to function with a podcast (laughs) <laughs> uh, be it, you know. Uh, but like, yeah. so yeah. yeah this, anyway, so you wrote a dumb, you wrote a dumb thing that's going to get you a thing. ton of subs. It's your en- entire career summed up in one, <laughs> you know, post. Yes. What were you saying? Pretty <laughs> much, just walking into one. Uh, no, it, it's it's been yeah. fun to see people get into it just because they're bored, and it is a fun yeah. thing to sort of pass the time and. You know, Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals jumped in on that uh, last <laughs> night, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. obviously, you, you know, my brother who runs a movie theater, and that's a tough time for him right mm. now, obviously, lives in the Bay Area. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. yeah, man, it's tough. But, God, we've been talking baseball, like, all the time, just texting each other, yeah. probably going to play the show later. Um, so, like, again, it sounds corny and cheesy, but it, it has reminded me how baseball can actually kind of keep things together a little bit when, when things are tough. And I think all of us to some extent have done that with this game. And it's probably why all of us to some extent have some love for it because it's that powerful. It's that cool. And I think we're seeing it now. Yeah. I mean, we joke about how like, you know, we, uh, you know, like people don't have anything to talk about without sports, but like it is kind of a communal square that we use to, you know, it's a it's a universal language. You know, you can have a dumb conversation with any guy at the airport about LeBron James, I guess, um, you know. And so when that goes away, it, it's there is a, a sort of sense of mourning and a sense of, you know, uh, emptiness in a way. So 
Um, I don't know. I think it's important to shower every day. Uh, I think it's important, uh, you know, to put on pants. Uh, I'm wearing a, a, you know, a shirt as I do this podcast. So it's important to, you know, not completely give in to uh, the despair and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's weird, man. It's weird not knowing when baseball is going to be back, not knowing when, uh, you know, there's going to be a scrum for us to be beyond. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought it? I kind of missed the scrum, as, as smelly and awkward <laughs> as it is. Like, I miss the scrum, I mean, man. I do. Yeah, man. don't I, you? You know what I miss? A good, I miss a good talk about question. Yeah, a good talk about. Uh, a good, uh, like, what, you know, like, what's a, what's a really dumb uh a dumb what's a dumb sports writer question that doesn't translate like that athletes never think about that we always think about like uh you know did like did the way you pitched against these guys last time affect how you pitched against them today or something you know what i mean like that sort of stuff (laughs) that they actually uh, never think about that we think about constantly is that that we yeah the stuff that like we think is the most important things in the world that athletes just never think about ever you know and it's Mm. basically always just like something that happened a year ago or like was that in the back of your mind when you were out there and every answer is always him like no i was just trying to execute (laughs) like you know like that triggers my memory of like an all-time favorite scrum question that i didn't Uh witness and this has been kind of passed on through the years as an heirloom, but yeah. um, apparently I, I think this is a game in like San Francisco or, or something like that or, or Oakland, and mm-hmm. and they were facing – so it was Oakland, I think, against Kansas City or something like that. Okay. And, 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 and somebody asks some Oakland pitcher who just gotten lit, um, does, does, it, does it make it worse that, you know, the athletics used to play uh, in Kansas City? <laughs> so like correct me if i'm wrong andy i think that's the genre that you're talking about right like wasn't the, there isn't there a version of those that's like uh is it worse is it tough because like the the giants used to play in new york that's or something yeah, like exactly. that that's, yeah that's it's right. one of those that, yeah I, that might be the story because i might be conflating <laughs> the, the, the cities but like yeah that, that was it and uh, that was the first thing yeah. I thought about when you yeah. presented your dumb sports writer question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a classic one. That one's made the rounds over the years. Um, whether, I don't yeah, even care well, that it's, it's true or not. Well, it's one of those things that, like, it – yeah. No, I hope it's true. If Me it's too. not true, well, we're going to just spread it. Right. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that it's 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 like, you know, you, you learn very soon or not very soon, but after a while you pick up that, um, you know, elite athletes don't think about the world the way that writers do. Um, and yeah. you kind of have to figure out how to bridge that divide. Uh, and it's, uh, it can be challenging cause you can have the most interesting premise in the world and you just go up to guys and they're like, no, never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to need something else to write today. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, my first, like, five years on the beat were just basically walking up to guys and then going, all right, big gulps, huh? And then just walking away, <laughs> being like, okay, that was a bad idea. Turns out uh, no one gives a shit about that. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, you're right about that. Like as far as how they think. And it's funny when you said that, it made me think of my last couple of days in Florida where Mm. these guys are so insulated, man. Well, I mean, this is, I imagine this is every athlete, right? But ball players, especially because the season is so long and the only way you can get through it is to condition yourself to be super focused and insulated. So, I mean, the world is like burning around them. And in the Phillies, outside of the Phillies clubhouse, here's Bryce Harper talking about going to the grocery store. I'm going to live my life. I'm 27, (laughs) which is all true and great and whatever. Right, 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 right. And I'm not, and like, let me be clear, I'm not knocking Bryce Harper in in any way here. I think I'm just saying it was an example to me of just how all of these players are insulated. And so. I was on the ground in Fort Myers on Thursday, right? The day that the, the baseball goes dark. And, right. I mean, dude, it's the morning, and they don't have a game there, but there's a sim game, and guys are getting their work in. It's business as usual. You yeah. wouldn't know that something was going down or about to go down, and, and it's because these guys are just pre-programmed to be insulated and to just yeah. keep moving forward. And yeah. it is both, like, in this context, weird, but also yeah. admirable because it's why they're where they are. But it, right. it, <laughs> given what's going on, man, it was like, wow, I forget sometimes just how insulated these guys are. Yeah, it's uh, no, you're right. And, and I'm working on a story now kind of involving uh, the, the, the poker world and kind of how it's being affected by, um, you know, some of the, the stuff going on. And one thing if you talk to like elite poker players is that they've all, you know, they are all very familiar with, um, you know, the concept of like going broke. Right. And so if you have played poker long enough and survived long enough, you build up basically like you know, you, you build up like habits to protect against, uh, you know, like stretches of time when things don't go your way. So they're all in a, like a lot of guys are just like really conditioned and prepared to deal with this because they have been waiting for, you know, big downswings for a decade. Right. And it struck me how like baseball players are conditioned to think about, okay, where am I getting my next workout in? How do I keep doing my routine? Like what? Okay. Like, you know, it's not so much the, you know, the personalities, it's what the industry expects of them. And so guys conform to it. And so, yeah, of course, like, you know, right now, like as we are, you know, on like teetering on the brink of a, uh, you know, unprecedented in our lifetime uh health crisis public health crisis you know that the union and mlb are fighting over you know whether teams can have or players can have access to the facilities it's like the stupidest you know least consequential thing imaginable right but this is what the sport conditions people to believe is important it's you know where can i get my work in how can i stay ready all that sort of stuff um and so it just seems so meaningless um because you know it kind of is i mean there's a lot you know more significant concerns going on but it's really no one's fault other than just this is kind of how what the what the sport has created in a way you know what i mean yeah well that's it's such a great point it is very embedded into the culture it does create expectation people do conform no doubt about it and uh it certainly showed up like that that was that's wild i'm just interested in the poker thing man like yeah. Aren't those guys more conditioned to deal with risk, too? And just this idea, of, even just the idea that things can go sideways. I would imagine that after a long period of time doing what they do for a living, that they become very comfortable with that, no? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, there are different types of uh, poker players, obviously, and there's different, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big industry, and so um, I'm trying to kind of get a, as big a canvas as I can. Um, but you know, the idea, like the old school, you know, like Texas Road gamblers have pretty much all been, you know, drummed out, or you know, have just are not really part of the world anymore. And so the guys who have uh, sort of have prominence now are a lot more, you know, they're guys who, you know, went to, uh, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh, but like guys who went to Ivy League schools or guys who went to Stanford or, you know, guys who uh, I guess couldn't run baseball teams in their spare time, you know, um, like I was, I was, <laughs> I was talking to a guy, uh, you know, I was talking to a guy uh, yesterday and he was telling me how, you know, he really, this really hit home to him when he was at lunch with uh, your guy, the Jeopardy guy, James or whatever, like his friend oh, from Jeopardy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's get his name in the paper again. All right. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, he seems like a pretty, pretty sharp guy. I just love you. Uh, I have no, I have absolutely nothing against this man. He seems very, very intelligent and seems like a great guy. I just love you stumping for him to get a job in a front office so you can get subscriptions. Andy um, is mad so- that I wrote about Big Brain James last year no i'm just no i'm just i'm just mad at you i think is what it is it's it's (laughs) it's it really i don't want it i don't want this to be taken as shots at anyone you cover i don't have a problem with sammy sosa you know i don't have a problem with anyone just you um (laughs) anyway but yeah i mean i think like uh i think there is a there is a level of risk management that uh maybe some other you know sort of professions don't really uh call for or, or, or require, I should say. But, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll get into that next week after I've actually written the thing. Uh, I'm yeah. still reporting it out this week. But uh, it's given me something to do. Like, what are you What are, what are you doing? What are you working on? Well, let me – I'll get to that. There's a follow-up I oh. have for you, though. Oh, um, oh okay. You're discussing your reporting. Have any jobbers reached out to you yet? No, none whatsoever. Ugh. The industry's dead to me. Unbelievable. You see that yeah. WrestleMania in an empty building? How about that? Is that what they're gonna do? Yeah, they're gonna do it in uh, at their training facility in Orlando with no audience. So I'm kind of intrigued by it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch Wait, it. Wait, what? So, they're yeah. not just postponing it? No, I think my understanding is that they're gonna go forward with it in an empty building in their train, like wherever they do NXT. So oof, that is uh, oof. All right. <laughs> what oof. am I working on? Great question, Andy. A bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I it this this hiatus has been kind of this weird challenge. I think as as people who do what we do, you've got to get creative. You got to start figuring out who to go to and who's around, who wants to talk. Um, so I've got a bunch of ideas that that are kicking around. So it's going to be fun. I, I think um, you know what what I, what's been weird to me is is I look at these ideas and and kind of know who I need to go call. And I've been hesitant to do it because it mm-hmm. almost feels like, all right, I'm in a place where right now I, I kind of look at this. I'm stuck in the house. Um, you know, we're just going to have to wait it out. So i got to do something. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if everybody else is in that mode. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to text or call or whatever. I wonder, okay, is the person on the other end, you know, having something serious going on right now, which is very possible. You never know. Um, yeah. And then you end up looking kind of insensitive and callous when yeah. it's kind of the last thing I want. So it's 
it's weird. Like I'm at the same time, like I am working on a bunch of stuff. I'm also looking at ways to do it without having to get into that predicament, at least for now. So um, a lot of it is like, um, frankly, it's what bloggers do. You know, a lot of right. it is what bloggers do. Some of it where you're, you're working around no access or little access and it becomes very much an exercise in creativity and just your own personality. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a different challenge and, uh, I'm trying to embrace it, man. Cause like what else is there to do? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the difference though is like if you're blogging off, you know, if you're blogging with no access, you still have a game you can write about right. you can still like you can still like break stuff down there's you know tons of you know innovative writers who use video and all that sort of stuff i mean what's john boy gonna do Ooh, ooh, oh, oh. good question good question there's no yeah, yeah talk to your guy john boy it's all videos another dude that i wrote about that andy's apparently bitter that i wrote about um like, That's uh, not what I said. I'm just bringing up your. <laughs> I'm just bringing up your great work, Mark. Uh, I'm just bringing up your your tremendous work you've done here at the uh, Athletic. If you're a jobber and you're listening, for the love of God, just yeah. call Andy. It, it's impacting. His hey, mood. if you didn't, if you didn't know that the Yankees have hit a lot of home runs and they like that, you should Google Mark Carrig Yankees <laughs> Moneyball. You'll learn it all. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm do I'm doing the same sort of thing. I mean, I think it's just kind of a catches can catch uh, situation right now, where we're all just trying to get through today, um, hoping that today is okay, hoping that I feel physically okay, hoping that I feel mentally okay, hoping that I'm somewhat productive. Trying to build in, you know, I'm used to kind of working from home, but I'm trying to build in a uh, just like a work schedule where it's like this. These are my these are my hours when I'm working and these are my hours when I'm not. So I have some sort of uh, structure in my life. Um, keeping my cat alive, you know, just the usual, the usual stuff, man. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, potable water is a one for me. Potable water is a one. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you're listening and you have stuff you'd like us to talk about, we're all ears, you know, send us tweet at us. Uh, you know, if you have suggestions for things you want us to talk about, we're we're in this together, you know, and we're we're here to try and entertain you and to try and inform you. And, um, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of hard because you're staring at this big amorphous like emptiness, you know, and, and not knowing when uh, not knowing when, you know, there's going to be something that resembles the structure we're used to um i don't know i googled how long it would take to drive to anchorage alaska how long do you think it takes to drive from uh los angeles to anchorage alaska 22 hours 61 hours what now how long do you think it takes to drive from los angeles to philadelphia well that's uh oh i don't know three days 72 it's 41 hours Wow. So it's almost, I'm not good at math, but almost 50% <laughs> longer to get from LA to Alaska. I guess you have to drive through all of Canada. Wow. Man, Canada's anyway. a big place. Yeah, Canada's anyway, maybe place. I'll do that this summer. But apparently you yeah. have to do, so in order, the route suggests that you drive out through Nevada rather than go up the one, I guess the PCH 
traffic no, yeah, is really yeah, bad. Yeah. Well, it's also one lane for a lot of it. Like yeah. if you go on a PCH, like you're on it's it's uh it's a curvy road with uh-huh. giant drops and by the way, it's one lane um of traffic each way. So good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go the other way. Yeah. I don't know. Good call. Maybe I'll I do that one is. day. I five it is. Um Yeah, maybe I'll do that one day. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at, I had to Google driving from uh, Fort Myers, Florida to Cedar Grove, New Jersey last week. Yeah. So the, those were the t- those are the times we're in, just in case, you know what I mean? <laughs> did you see Peter Gammons' tweet about Rich Hill? No. What did he say? He said, uh, hold on, I'll find it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so good. Hold on. So Rich is obviously he's in uh, he's in he was in Twins camp. So Peter tweets the drive from Fort Myers, Florida to Milton, Massachusetts requires a stop and precautions. The wise Rich Hill stopped at a Bass Pro Shop to get some bear mace in car in case his car should break down in the hinterlands. Somehow this only has thirty four retweets. I mean Rich Hill <laughs> buying bear mace, like I don't know, man. I think I think we are living in a simulation. Oh um, my God! You talk about a perfect marriage between story and writer. <laughs> I mean, we we are we live in man. We live in strange times and strange, oh. strange times. Yeah, Rich Hill buying bear mace, bear mace as he drives. I don't know. I should text Rich, make sure he's okay. <sighs> <laughs> oh God, bear mace! I love it. I love it. Um. God, yeah, weird times. Weird yeah. times. Um, yeah. What are you going to miss about opening day, Mark? Man, see, I was going to ask you that. And, you know, if you haven't yet, Andy wrote a column about this a couple days ago on The Athletic. It's worth checking out because I don't think Andy does the whole sentimental thing very often on here. But uh, yeah. you picked the right time and place. I, I would encourage you guys to read it. But. What will I miss about opening day? It feels like a big deal. So my, my first year uh, covering baseball was 2008. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember the guys that had been on the beat for a long time, Dan Connolly being one of them, uh, you know, works with mm-hmm. us now. Uh, yeah. They were like, look, it's, you, it's a special day. Dress like it. And, and I remember thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this must be a prank. So I put on a full suit and tie thinking, I'm going to be that guy, but whatever. Like, it's my first year, I'll wear it. Well, I go in the box, and, like, guys that are in shorts and T-shirts were in, uh, you know, normally in shorts and T-shirts and, like, not really caring about how they dressed were in their Sunday best. So I always (laughs) loved that, like, yeah, it's total eyewash, yada, yada, yada. However, it does, like, reinforce that feeling, like, hey, man, opening day is a big deal. And it's going to be a long year. This is step one of it, but we're all going to be in it together. And you might as well start it with your best foot forward. I just like all the ideas that come along with opening day. So that's what I'll miss about it is that uh, after that long off season and, and then, you know, spring training feels like it takes forever too, that you finally yeah. get there. You're in a major league ballpark. People are dressed up like the players, like you can tell from them too. Like it's, it's a big deal. It's a big day. Um, you know, my favorite thing is like uh, when that opening day starter is somebody random that maybe yeah. only gets to do that one time in their career. Like right. One of my favorite right. stories is Dylan G on the New York Mets. You yeah. Know, a guy that like was just 
you know, like Dylan is one of those classic, like got by cause he worked his ass off. Um, right. you know, a lot of guys were more talented, but the dude worked his ass off, had, you know, it was like mentally strong, like wasn't afraid to challenge guys with, you know, a 90 mile an hour fastball basically. And mm-hmm. so one, one year, like one injury happens, another happens and Dylan G, you know, late round draft pick is starting on opening day in the major yeah. leagues. And, uh, that's one of my favorite things about opening day, the guys that get that honor. So, um, it's, yeah, it's God, it made me sad to think about. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> can you I, name you every know, opening day starter from the team when the years, when you were on the beat? Oh, oh my God. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I doubt it. Um, I guess I'll try like, uh, geez, working backwards. Who would it be? Um, Here's what's sad. I don't remember the last opening day starter I had for the last beat that I covered. Like, I don't know who started opening day in 18 for the Yankees. How pathetic is that? Wouldn't it have, wouldn't it have been Tanaka? I, I'm, I'm going to guess it was Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Jake DeGrom had one. John Neese had one. Um, mm-hmm. God, did Harvey get one? I can't remember. Dylan G obviously had one. Um, CC Sabathia. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Guthrie started an opening day, pretty sure, <laughs> for the Baltimore Orioles. I think those are mine. What about yours? Um, uh, well, I guess I wasn't officially on the beat in 2010. Uh, so 2011 would have been Big Pelf. Big Pelf, yes. 2012 would have been Johan. Uh, 2013 was Sabathia. 2014 was uh, Huego, James Shields. 2015 mm. was Jordano Ventura, and then Kershaw, 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 Kershaw. There so it's a lot. <laughs> My, mine's a little bit easier. The second half of mine is really easy. <laughs> yeah, not not Walker Bueller. Uh, Kershaw, uh, Walker. Kershaw. Yeah, even last year, uh, when I I wasn't on the beat, but Ryu started uh, opening day. Over, mm. um, over, uh, Kershaw, or because Kershaw yeah. was hurt. Yeah, like, uh, you know, look I'm, up look- twenty eleven. I know twenty eleven was Pelf. I wonder who twenty. No, twenty twelve was either Johan or John Nice. When Let's we're gonna, when we're up. done, I'm gonna look this up because now it bothers me that I couldn't. Like you got yours easy, and you know, like I can't remember who started opening day in twenty fifteen for the Mets. Um, Wouldn't it have been uh, Harvey? I I guess, but God, let me see. Oh my God, this is brutal. My memory stinks. Um, let's see. Yeah. At yeah, Johan started twenty twelve. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Harv. It wasn't the Harv dog. No. Uh, <laughs> you get another guess. I'll give you one guess. Bartolo. Oh, Bartolo Cologne. And by oh, the way, man. he shoved. He shoved six innings, one earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts. The run came on a solo shot that he gave up, <sighs> just three hits. Bartolo Colon, how about that? Yeah, it's nice knowing. It's nice knowing you entirely wasted your thirties, and I entirely wasted my twenties doing this. <laughs> it's nice to know. Would, we just, would you like to know who came in in relief in the last three innings for the New York Mets that day? An opening day. Uh, victory against the Washington Nationals. The rest of I mean, the pitchers were uh, Scott Rice, 
Carlos oh. Torres and, uh, you know, K-Rod. I don't know. Carlos Torres was the second guy. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I got one right. You got Juris Familia. Juris uh, Familia, all right. Him. Yeah, working in uh, middle relief. Uh, yeah. There must have been a lefty to start the ninth because Jerry Blevins got the call. And then, uh, oh, man, this is crazy. And I, I don't even know. Oh, wait, I do know. Uh, Buddy Carlisle got the save. Buddy Carlisle. Who? Yeah, Buddy Carlisle. <laughs> I... I no idea who that person is yeah uh well do you know who that is well i do when i look at it on paper but like i I I can't remember having an interaction with but i mean i'm sure that i wrote his name in the story was he closing or did they just like win in extras or something no 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 this was when um oh this was the henry mejia situation man when what he got whacked for like uh, PDs. Oh yeah. And and but so, why was Buddy Carlisle closing? Oh, man, gotta ask TC that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I can't. All I right. Can't remember. Uh, oh cripes! I cannot remember why. But wait, can you explain to me? Okay, so Buddy Carlisle pitched eleven games for the Mets in 2015. He had like a five ERA. Why was he getting save opportunities on opening day? I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, clearly, I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I wow. Oh my goodness! I <laughs> I'm gonna have. I to mean, Google baseball that. is the stra- It is the strangest sport in that stuff like this happens, and like you just you know, like the idea of remembering some guys in baseball, right, is like really, really. Uh, useful because it is no other sport leads itself to discussions like this like no one has conversations about the nfl we're like remember that guy in that game they're like yeah it was tom brady um <laughs> like you know in baseball it's always just like yeah remember that guy yeah it was jed jerko or like uh, yeah it was uh you know wh- whomever who's the guy uh you know it's mike fontenot or oh, Ryan right. Terrio, or uh-huh. you know, guys like that. Like those people don't exist in Not the in NFL football. or the no. NBA. You know, yeah. Um, it's did just you see Brady's, did, did you see his Instagram by the way? His Instagram yeah. post and that. Like, yeah. have you ever seen a lead more buried than that? I didn't. I just saw people going, you know, like, oh crap, and I was like, oh, I guess Brady. Uh, left i couldn't imagine reading it i mean he speaks like that sort of like you know psycho babble stuff that i just can't you know it's just like gobbledygook that i can't understand i mean so he, you um, had to swipe to get to the news and it was literally a dependent clause how he phrased it wh- what is like, it uh, i don't understand what clauses are what are clauses? Like, so what it was that? like it was something to the effect of although my nfl jersey uh, journey is going to take me elsewhere and then something else like it wasn't yeah, even the a... main point of the sentence, and it, you had to swipe to get to, like it was the ultimate bury the lead. It was this gobbledygook for like it felt like three hundred words until you yeah. got that little like introduction. Then it was on to something else. It was like wow, this is like PR speak. It was amazing. Yeah, well, maybe you learn something from it, and you'll use less commas in your next story. You know, you've been saying that for a long time. It's starting to piss me off. I. <laughs> I, I am I have like significantly reduced the use of commas and you bring it up anyway. No, stop laughing. Like stop it. Like air out this dirty laundry and shit on this podcast. Like just keep that on the text. Like I, I have stopped with the commas. I have. 
Starting was that dirty laundry and shit? Was there a comma before the and? Okay. Uh, Did you have a comma before the and? Uh, I've had no, no. I didn't. Look, Mark, <laughs> I, I'm I'm qu- I'm quarantined here. You know what? Uh, I I had the same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner yesterday. Yeah, but like I mean, All right? You, dude, you've been socially distancing for as long as I've known you. Like you're the person that I would think would be most <laughs> ready for this. Yeah, I thought I would handle this better than I am, uh, but that's neither here nor there. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for sticking with us, and uh, we're going to do our best to try and, like we said, inform and entertain and all that stuff as the, you know, in the coming weeks and months ahead. It's, you know, it's not going to be an easy time for anyone, but um, we're here, you know, if you to talk about baseball, to talk about sports, talk about sports writing and, you know, to keep you guys uh, champing at the bit to, you know, get back to this to the world, getting back to normal, I guess we'll do our best to, to play a role in that. Right, Mark? You know what? Yes, we will. And. Uh, Andy said this earlier. If you guys have any ideas, something you want to talk about, tweet at either of us. Uh, we'll get it on here. And, you know, thank you to the people that have reached out and, and have said yeah. nice things to the effect of, hey, we need you guys. Um, you know, I think folks that do this for a living take that seriously. And, you know, I need you guys too. Uh, not to speak for anyone else, but I need you guys too. This is, uh, if there's something to be taken from this that's not terrible it's that we really are in it together and it's been nice to see that unfold over the last few days and hang in there and we'll talk to you soon yeah yeah and uh like mark said please send us any you know uh any ideas and we'll be happy to to give them a shot uh but you know if you have a if you have a second and i know you do uh, you should go to, uh, you know, go on iTunes and rate, review us and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you can subscribe at theathletic.com slash the scrum or beyond the scrum. Excuse me. I don't know, man. What if there was a, the scrum podcast and it was just like <laughs> and it was just like guys, guys saying stuff like, what did you what did you think when LeBron talked about that? Well, you know, I think <sighs> when he talked about that, it was this. Anyway, theathletic.com slash beyond the scrum. Get a 40 percent off on an annual subscription to The Athletic. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.